Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Three cheers for His Majesty the King. We're back, Rachel. It feels so good to say that. We're back. I know I really always... The break is nice, but I really missed you. And I miss talking about the Royals. And it's nice to separate, but it's... I don't like the cutoff. <laughs> I know. I know. Vacation's worth it. But we have so much to catch up on on this week of Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. I'm Rachel. Follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. We also have a Threads account now. Not sure how I feel about that. But... We're testing it out. Also, email us info at gallerypodcast.com. We love hearing from our audience. So much to catch up on. Wimbledon. Wimbledon takes a top billing, I'd say, but also a Scottish coronation. That was totally a surprise and not something I even knew was happening. Maybe it was vacation brain. We had Biden at Windsor Castle this week. A little bit sighting. So much to discuss, Roberta. A lot. And to get through all of that... And now it's time for the Weekly Royal Cocktail. I actually did make the Royal Refreshment today. Can you see it? I actually made it too. I made it a lot last week and I love Pims. Let's talk about what I'm drinking. Do you see how much fruit I put in my Pims cup? Oh, it looks delicious. There's like an entire carton of fruit. So yeah, the Pimm's Cup is the Wimbledon drink of choice. I looked up how much it is this year because I guess there's been a lot of price hikes. That glass of Pimm's is going to cost you about $13. So I think I could only grab one if I went to Wimbledon this year. But the strawberries and cream, the price is frozen at $3, which is really nice. So I think that they keep those prices low. That's the also traditional snack that you have at Wimbledon, strawberries and cream, which sounds so delightful. I put tons of strawberries in my Pim's looks cup. looks really I'm going to take good. a sip right now. And the recipe is two ounces of Pim's, half an ounce of lemon juice, and top it off with ginger ale. Tell me what was the highlight of your main vacation, Rachel. Oh, my gosh. The highlight. Now I'm highlight. like feeling on the spot. Um, <laughs> just being in Maine, honestly, I love Maine so much. And we talk a lot about cousins on this podcast and how they are kind of the light of our lives. You have oh, the same experience, yes, right? Totally. We're just it's like the extended family, but the family, you know, you just you want to tell and gossip with and hang out. And I think for me, my cousins were in town from Arizona, from Memphis, from wow. all over the country. And I Ugh. just get to see them sometimes only once a year. And I live for those catch ups. That's so, so nice. Are your parents a part of big families or do you have a lot? of? My cousins? mom is one of five, but that said okay. the family wasn't there. But my dad is one of three. So I made a reservation for our crew for a dinner while we were there. And it was 26 and we were missing a couple. But it's <gasps> wow. all the kids now. So all the yeah. kids, like, the they all babysit. Kids. They yeah. like the cousin's kids. So I like seeing those relationships form and develop. And I'm trying to impress on Finn. I'm like, these cousins are going to be the best friends you, you know, you'll ever have. Oh, <laughs> I feel that way too. Like seeing my brother's kids interact with their cousins and yeah. cousins' kids. It's just so well, You totally held down the fort, my friend. I was really like so grateful. I just felt like the threads launch. I was like, you are crushing it with everything that's going I on. I held down the fort from South Jersey because we extended our July 4th weekend into the week. And we really had a wonderful time at the beach. Um, that's where my boyfriend's parents are from. So we were in Margate and Ventnor and all that. So it was really, really nice. I can hear the relaxation in your voice, Rachel. You sound right? so refreshed. Yes. Right? Well, the great thing about Maine, I will say also, is that where we go, there's no cell reception. That oh, is a world wow. I wish all of us had the chance to live in a little bit more often because it's very cathartic. 
You're just totally logged off. That's so, yes. so nice. You can't catch up on royal news even if you want to, which I which I did miss. It was a hole in my life. The one piece of royal news that we just missed in recording our last episode, which I know was like decades ago, was only two weeks ago. But Omid announced his new book cover, Endgame. And so we got to see that right before we recorded. We couldn't work it into the episode. But the cover is pretty striking. It has three pictures of the royals and... It comes out in November, so we'll have to wait. wait and see. Right before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I think so. November 23rd. Good time to cozy up and read it. Yep. All right. We have a wonderful listener email from Dr. Nikki Sullivan. She says, hi, Roberta and Rachel. Great to see you at Joshua's Tavern on your visit. That's right. Oh, we met her in TBT. London. Yeah, that was oh. the best, best night. I'm so happy that we were able to coordinate that. I know. Meeting so many of you. All right. So Dr. Nikki continues. She says, writing because I was at Royal Ascot on Friday. We had a big group and got a trackside table inside the Queen Anne's enclosure. Everyone was freaking out about the strict dress code. And there was someone checking dress violations as we entered. Thank goodness you could buy a fascinator there because I lost my matching one on the way. Wait, that's insane detail. I know. <laughs> I didn't know that so that was an option. actually checking. I thought but that-, that you could buy one on the spot? That's amazing. Yeah. I, I thought that Scott and Alexandra had told us someone was checking, but that's just so funny that she actually experienced it and that you can buy one. You're right. Uh, she says, we saw the royal parade, including Charles, Camilla, Wills, Kate, Sophie, and her dad, Edo, and Beatrice. Kate was the only one in that bright standout color, the bright red, and she looked fabulous. Dr. Nikki says, halfway through, a group of us ladies set out to find the royal enclosure. Long story short, we snuck in. I'm including a picture of us directly below the royal box. We walked around the royal enclosure, watched a race, got a drink, went to the loo, thinking it was probably nicer than ours. I was surprised at how big the enclosure was and how many people were in it. I'd never seen that many top hats in one place before. She says, anyway, I highly recommend Royal Ascot to those who are royally obsessed. Dr. Nikki, don't worry. It's on our list for 2024. We have to make it there. I know. I feel like I had like... I keep saying Dr. Nikki because I feel like that sounds so It sounds so good. I was also going to say I had such snack envy seeing Scott and Alexandra and some of the people we knew that were there, what they were posting, just the displays of food. Oh, just need to go next year. It looked so good. Yeah, Laura Ann, I think they posted like those pastry tiers. Just amazing. And now, this week in Royal History... Moving on, royal history. Obviously, Wimbledon is in full swing. Are we allowed to see? I'm trying to think of like the puns here, but that's not I like quite that. right. That's good. Full swing right now. But we are flashing back to Wimbledon 2018, July 14th to be exact. It was the moment that Kate and Meghan approached the royal box together. This was their first joint outing, if you can believe it, five years ago. Wow. So to give a bit of context to this royal history moment, it was a little over two months after Meghan and Harry had said, I do, at Windsor in May. It was three months after the arrival of Prince Louis in April. We saw Kate in a polka dot dress, but this was more her signature style back then. It was in a a knee-length dress. I feel like the polka dots almost look like tennis balls, but they're not quite. It was Jenny Packham. Mm. Also, I'm sure you remember this iconic Megan look, Roberta, where she wore the wide leg trouser, the Ralph Lauren striped button down. Oh, it was one of my just favorite. Yeah, I think it is one of my favorite Megan looks too of all time. It was, it really underscored their style differences too, because mm-hmm. Megan was so California and laid back, Kate, yeah. and Kate still had her signature 
A-line dresses kind of thing. Okay, so the itinerary for the day when Kate and Megan made their first appearance together was to meet with the ball boys and girls. Does that sound familiar after the Roger Federer video? (laughs) They had lunch together at the club. Then they watched the women's singles final, which had Serena Williams, pal of Megan, front and center, front and center court, I guess. I looked up because I was curious what the press coverage in 2018 of this appearance was. The Daily Mail, different publications, the tabloids said the duchesses giggled and chatted. Megan was in a striking blue top. They were delighted to be in each other's company. There was a straggler story being like, why did Megan hold her hat? Which felt a little, it had a twinge of negativity, but it wasn't, mm. it was a very, she held her hat because it's not war- allowed to be worn in the royal box. But I do think that, you know, obviously five years later, we have so much additional context via spare that this was on the heels of that bridesmaid dress saga also close to the baby brain comments that were supposedly made we know that the fab four as they were referred to or optimistically would dissolve less than a year later in may 2019 which also in 2019 they went back to wimbledon again but this time the press coverage was super different when megan and kate popped up there it was july 13th the press coverage in 2019 they attended again on july 13th kate and megan But this time it was thought to be a counter to all the rumors that there were the dueling duchesses. Mm. Pippa was there too, but Kate and Meghan arrived separately this time. The headlines had lots of dings against Meghan, that she clapped too vigorously, that she had attended earlier in the week and wore jeans. How dare she? She left early. Lots of jabs going on. Little jabs, but they were there. So it just shows how much changed in just that year's time. It's interesting too because... Kate in 2018 was right on the heels of having Louis and Megan in 2019 had just had Archie. And so there was kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. you bring up the baby brain comment, but I totally thought of that. And and Megan attending in 2019 and Pippa is kind of the buffer, but obviously Pippa is more so just Kate's wing woman, I guess. For these, I know. Do so. you miss the potential of this when you see these pictures? Oh, Roberta? totally. Definitely. And to know that what was going on behind the scenes felt so different than what we all pictured, I think is what's really hard now to kind of realize that this wasn't all happiness and handshakes and clapping for Wimbledon. It was really, really strikingly different. And the pressure on these joint appearances that they had that, you know, really crafting that narrative that they were going to be friends and then kind of tearing that down the year later. Yeah. So also Kate and Megan related this week, we had a piece in the UK Times by Valentine Lowe, He has his new paperback edition out this week of Courtiers. Courtiers? How do you say it? I think it's Courtiers. I was going to say Courtier. (laughs) I like the French Uh, pronunciation. Sorry about that. Anyways, the line that everyone is talking about is the fact that recollections may vary. This was the post-Oprah statement can be attributed to Kate Middleton in the sense that apparently there were many drafts of the statement when they were trying to figure out the palace, how to respond post-Oprah. And it was Kate that insisted this line, which she did not write. William's brand new private secretary, who had only been on the job for three weeks, he was the one that wrote it. But Kate insisted it stay in with the line, history will judge the statement. And unless this phrase or a phrase like it is included, everything that they have said will be taken as true. I'm shocked by this that because I thought this really came directly from the queen or the queen's people. You know, So according to Valentine Lowe, this statement then went as a draft to the queen and she signed off on it. But it was Kate that firmly believe that part of it, which is now iconic, should stay in. Hmm. So I think just, you know, it's interesting because obviously we remember back to that, that I I get the fact that 
if this is true. I mean, there's it's all according I know. To I take sources. it with such a big grain of salt. Yeah, for this like one. this isn't a direct quote. This is just a quote from Valentine Lowe. Who famously was the one that brought forth the Megan bullying rumors. So we should yes. just put that out there. As yes, well. absolutely. I think that if this is true, I can see that the, then Cambridge is needed to affirm that they also had a point of view and they didn't want it to become a tit for tat. And if they have never complained, never explained, this was their only opportunity to say something. But I do remember that statement just reading as gaslighting at the time. Okay, shall we move on to Wimbledon present day? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Okay, Roberta, royal sightings so far have been robust, but the main, I mean, this made my mouth drop. Kate looks stunning in her pistachio green Balmain blazer. Mm -hmm. I liked the green, too. I loved that it was tennis green, and it echoed a lot of Diana's previous pastel blazer looks with the pleated white skirt. I love that. And I like that it coordinated with her umbrella, the Wimbledon umbrella. Did you oh, see yeah. those pics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good, too. <laughs> I guess it, it rained a little bit. And she was with Roger Federer, which they just seem to have. I think I did message you this one thing from vacation. but they I just, hit it off. I, I just think they have a great, you know, at least public-facing rapport together. They seem to have fun. We've also had some other royal sightings. Camilla today popped up with her sister, Annabelle. I'm liking her sunglasses. I did a little oh, bit of I a deep too. dive, Roberta, to look at Camilla's long-term overtime sunglasses game. And I feel like these frames suit her. I don't yes. know the ID on them, but I'm liking them. I saw a pair on Amazon Prime Day today that looked like these. And I was like, okay, well, now Maybe I Maybe you I should get them, get them Roberta. Yeah. <laughs> we also had Zara and Mike show up today. And I will add that the dress by me and M that Zara showed up in, this shirt dress with the stripes, is in my cart. I will not allow myself to buy it. Amazing. It is gorgeous. Oh, so gorgeous. I was going to say, too, it looks exactly like the one that Sarah Chato, Mar Princess Margaret's daughter, wore yesterday. I oh, was it totally does. loving the twinning moments between them. So we've seen Prince Michael of Kent, Elise and James Middleton, so many royal appearances. That said, Roberta, I've been kind of excited about the royal adjacent sightings. Me too, me too. <laughs> Ellie Goulding in the royal box, Emma Corrin of the crown, of course. Also kind of the whole cast of Bridgerton. We've seen Daphne, Penelope, Queen Charlotte, Colin. I just... I love that they're all they're they're all in the mix too. Is that does that get weird too? <laughs> There's so many. Even um Charitra, who was one of the stars of Queen or of Bridgerton season two, she was there. The pallbearers from Queen Elizabeth's funeral were there. They got yes. seats in the royal box. I love that they did that. That was so sweet. I know. That's so thoughtful. Katy Perry was there. I just I, she was not in the royal box, but I wonder if she just texts with Charles and is like, hey, I'm here. Maybe we should grab a drink. I don't know. Anyways, I'm hoping for a lot more appearances this weekend. And she was with Orlando Bloom, her husband, who rumors are they're not doing so hot. Or that's oh, no. what I just recently read. I don't oh, know no. if that's true. I have no idea. But Jamie Tart was there, too. Love that guy. And Colin I can't, from Ted I can't call any of them their real names, by the way. <laughs> I can't either. It's Colin. Isn't that his name, Colin, from Ted Lasso? That's his character's name. Yeah. But I don't know yeah. the actor's name. Oh, all, of our, all of our favorite shows like combined or converged at Wimbledon. They really did. I guess we watch a lot of British shows. All of our interests. If there was like a Venn diagram. Exactly. So hopefully we'll see more Royals this weekend, including Kate, since she's only made it to one day so far. I hope to see her on Saturday or Sunday. All right. Moving on to the Scottish coronation, as we're calling it. That's not the official name, but flashback, if you will, to the week of July 5th. I'm going to set the scene for you with this little audio clip. That 
is the procession on the way to St. Giles's Cathedral for this mini coronation, as we're calling it. It was actually called the Service of Thanksgiving and Dedication, and it was for Charles to be presented with the Honors of Scotland, a.k.a. the Scottish Crown Jewels, as the press is calling it. So this kicked off during what is Holyrood or Royal Week in Scotland. There's, of course, every year the Ceremony of Keys. I can picture Queen Elizabeth perfectly doing this every year in front of Holyrood House Palace. There was also the garden parties, which they did this year. They had the NHS's 75th birthday, which they celebrated in Scotland this year. But back to the quarry. So some similarities between the coronation that you and I were in London for in May. Not so long ago. Not so long ago. ago. It does feel kind of like a deja vu moment for me. There was the fly pass, that stunning photo afterwards. There's the group picture of all the royals afterwards. They wore robes. This time it was the Order of the Thistle Mantles, not the I looked up the forecast, too, because I was confused. I was was like, I was just wondering if it was super hot, but it was like mid-60s. Oh, gorgeous. Scottish weather. I mean, it's either rain or that. So I feel like there was also tons of musical performances during the ceremony, which were really beautiful and represented a diverse group of Scottish musicians, violinists, everything. There were definitely morose faces again this year. This time, (laughs) instead of Charles, though, it was Camilla's turn. If you click these three links about the hat, She couldn't stop adjusting her hat. I was, Charles even looks kind of like a little annoyed. Get it together, woman. No. I guess it is a big hat and it's a huge feather. It's hard to wear a feather. Like, I don't envy that job. I wonder if it's heavy too. It's made of velvet, I think. He looks smiley though. Charles looks smiley. Yeah, he looks happy. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, it's switched. She becomes the kind of emo one this time. I will say for the dress code, they definitely got the hint from years past because the reporting from People magazine was that Queen Elizabeth in 1953 wore a day dress for this ceremony and carried her signature lawner handbag as she held the crown's 500-year-old sword as well. She was holding her handbag. People were pretty upset about the casualness of this. and She misread it. (laughs) She misread it. Or her dresser misread it. (laughs) Yeah, and so I think the ceremonial robes were a good choice for them. I also really liked the bow design. I was comparing it to what he wore, obviously, for the the official coronation, but I thought it was just very sleek, that black, those bows on his shoulders. They're beautiful. like As far as robes go, I was into this one. (laughs) Yes, I'm into it as well. Kate, of course, wore that blue Alexander McQueen rewear. The royal blue is definitely a call out to the Scottish flag. All right, should we get into the differences? Differences in the quarry. The atmosphere inside, everyone said, was very relaxed. It was a much more low-key ceremony than what we saw at Westminster Abbey. There were no carriages in the procession. They were driven in cars. There were no kids this time as well. Bummer. I was hoping to see George, Charlotte, and Louis. Yeah. Tons of protesting outside. You can hear it from every video that I've watched of the procession outside. The Not My King chants, the bright yellow signs. They've actually officially moved on to still not my king signs, which, okay. <laughs> Shows the long- longevity sure. of this movement. Yeah, when are we going to run out of that? There's also red signs from the opposition that said Charles, King of Scots. So there was definitely supporters, but the sounds that you hear outside, they were really whisked into St. Giles Cathedral because it really is quite loud to hear not my king chants over and over again. You can just, you kind of see Charles enter Kate and William to enter very quickly into the cathedral. Yeah, I know. I think that it it is pretty um, 
yeah, you see in the pictures too. Just the, the, the composition, just seeing that signage behind it. Yeah. And I think too, like with when we were there in London, that um, a lot of the protesters were kind of not arrested, but taken to the side and moved to Trafalgar Square early on in the day. So we didn't really see that much during when we were there in London. And I think yeah, that I don't that think we saw anything here. that I remember. Yeah. I have to give credit where credit is due for sure. Camilla is so chic during this one moment in Holyrood week. This was earlier in the week, but I I love this white. I think she looks very striking in this white and black outfit, white and black hat, pattern dress. It has like a nice, it almost looks like a necktie or like pussy bow tie. What do you think? I love it. And I think maybe what it is, is it a lot of her looks always have kind of those darts on it, you know, like or the lines. And I think that that almost takes away from the the clean silhouette or just the you know, I, I, this just looks it's very striking. Yeah, it's, it's something with him and it, it, Charles is in kind of a morning coat, but it's it's almost like a black tux. And then she has this white coat and she's carrying one of those clear umbrellas. I don't know. She just she looks very slender, too. It's a very flattering outfit for her, I think. It's very elegant. Excuse me, Camilla, who gave you permission to carry Bottega Veneta woven mini bag? This is such a fashion item for her. I love this. She, I had to look this up. She's carried it twice in the past, at least that I saw online. It's I want this bag. It's one of their signature woven leather bags. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yes. I also was just laughing at the headlines about this butt tap. Can we talk about that? I, I why do I gravitate to those not headlines? Video. I know. Why the do butt I gravitate tap from the BAFTAs? It reminds me. I'm like, me wait, of there was exactly. a there was a butt tap. There was a butt tap. There was describe like, it, Roberta. What happened? Push everything about the coordination to the side. There was a butt tap. All it was was just I saw pictures, right? Yeah, that's all I saw too. Was the, them leaning together and whispering. The cameras definitely caught this moment between her and Prince William. Kate leans over to tell him something. I think it kind of to the more casual atmosphere that everyone says was in the church. Like, there was, like, this kind of low-key, relaxed vibe inside is what everyone said, which feels really nice because this is their second time doing it, so they should be pretty good at it at this point. But I don't know. know. What what did she whisper over to him and the little butt tap? I guess through the big velvet robes, you kind of do have to, like, nudge someone. Yeah, but it's also firmly a butt tap. Like it's not like a lower back or sh- or like back sh- like move along. Tap. It's it's a it's a it, the location is the butt. So it's very endearing, <laughs> I guess. Some PDA from the Waleses, but they're not the Waleses. There, what are they? The the Rothesays. The Rothesays. Duke and Duchess of Rothesay. I'm probably not. I kind that. of had Corey envy though. Did you? I just was like, man, we should have put this on our calendar too. I know. I just think that we didn't really know this was going to be such a big deal until it was happening. I know that we got a press release a few weeks ago, but it wasn't, I don't know, it just didn't register. It wasn't on my radar. I think vacation threw me. And also, we didn't see the the whales as the Rothsays a lot in this moment. I thought that we would see them a bunch during this whole royal week, and they only popped up this one time. So I was a little bit disappointed in that. I will say not to harp or take us on a tangent, but I had a coronation dream involving you last night where oh. the, you'll laugh at what it was related to. <laughs> it was basically us being at TBD Hotel like we were just there. Okay. But it was us negotiating the fact that, no, we had permission to sleep in the next morning. Like we didn't have to get up early. And I was that like, was Roberta, we can definitely sleep in till eight. We don't have to be up at four in the morning because and I don't know where it came from, but I just obviously my coordination memory is that we were up at at like the crack of dawn every single day. 
Oh no exception. Gosh. We just always had something, whether it was like Times Radio or photos or anything. It was all. I know we need to we actually need to take a vacation together where we can sleep in. I think that's what your dream was telling you. That's that's (laughs) That's the the underlying message. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, more official business. Biden showed up at Windsor this week. It was a very official. It's not that he just dropped in. It was an official (laughs) visit with the new king. Obviously, they have a long running relationship. But this was the first time Charles the monarch met the U- a U.S. president. This was a big deal because the queen famously met 13 of the 14 sitting U.S. presidents during her reign. Biden was the last one. So it's very uh, meaningful to see Biden and Charles greeting each other in their official capacities. But this was a working visit, not a state visit, which is why we had no banquet, no tiaras. Ugh, I think a state shame. visit is on the horizon. There oh, was some communication from the White House that it will happen. Just there's no date confirmed oh. yet. Most exciting for me, Roberta, I hope that you saw this, that there to greet Biden on the tarmac, he was apparently 10 minutes late arriving, Don't some some delays. Johnny Thompson. Johnny Thompson, <laughs> Equery, was by Charles's side. I feel like just Hot exciting. alert. You know, give that guy more airtime, screen time, whatever he needs, because it's very exciting to see him. Oh, so dashing. <laughs> what was a way wearing, to be welcome to the was palace. Was he wearing his kilt? Of course, right? <laughs> I don't even remember. I just oh, okay. saw his dreamy face. That's like all he wears. Dream boat. Um, this made me kind of, I don't know. I just wanted to read this statement from Buckingham Palace that Biden will travel to the UK to meet with King Charles and Rishi Sunak to further strengthen the close relationship between our nations. All I could think about was Love Actually. Is that a movie that you've watched repeatedly? A thousand times. That might be my second favorite movie. Do you remember when it's all about like the special relationship and then Hugh Grant is like, the relationship that's special <gasps> is no longer special because he hits on the girl. I just clicked <laughs> the two pictures of Biden and Rishi and then Hugh Grant. And that's so funny. It's so striking. I don't know why, but when yeah. I read that statement, that's all that popped into my head. Slight detour on what we're I actually like talking it. about. <laughs> but anyways, the focus of this visit, like I said, it was working. They were discussing climate change. They attended a climate finance mobilization forum to talk about how big business and private finance can get involved. Apparently, of the 50 or 60 guests that gathered in the room at Windsor, trillions of dollars worth of money was available or So the chance for a huge impact was there. Mm -hmm. And I like that this is a cause that Charles and Biden both share and are passionate about. I do, too. I like that when The New York Times talked about this and they said two men who've waited decades. There's so many similarities. They've waited decades for their dream jobs. They project a sense of normalcy and they both have progressive ideals. And one of those is climate change. So I thought that was really nice. The comparison. Is it? Another progressive ideal or idea, the hand. <laughs> this oh, was something we don't yes, let's typically see. The touching. <laughs> Do you it think it's too casual? I don't think so. I think what I read from Katie Nichol and Vanity Fair, she said that, that the Palisades were actually really pleased they got along so well. So when but I will say, like when Donald Trump walked in front of Queen Elizabeth II, the coverage was that he was totally not doing it right, which I agree with because it's him but but for biden it was it was just okay so i don't know i don't know 
Well, I think that it, yeah, I think it maybe I, I'm not sure about the walking in front, but this was the palace said this was entirely comfortable. What a wonderful symbol of warmth and affection. Yes. I loved this telegraph headline. Biden, with all the touchy feely interactions, makes up for him being a coronation no show. I'm like, dude, mm. come on. It's not <laughs> Jill They're was there. We had that. representation, but yeah. I, I thought that was funny. And Omid did also, speaking of Omid twice in this episode, but he had a tweet being like, the in royal protocol is a tabloid invention. And yeah. it's you know, I think, I think that, that is that true. Yeah. yeah. I will say, though, I saw something that was like, Charles is such a um, stickler for sticking, like, for being on time places. And he actually was kind of ushering Biden along when he was expect- inspecting the troops. He was like, we got to go. We got to meet, you know, meet these other people. John Kerry was waiting for them. So it, I, it makes sense in my mind that Charles was also kind of moving things along, maybe using those touching moments, too, as like a... <laughs> Like, let me push you a little as I do it. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. Maybe. That would be so funny. All right. Are we ready for our highs and lows? We are ready. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Before we adjourn, let's get into it. My low is just this another Ivanka Trump, speaking of Trump, Ivanka Trump and Kate Middleton twinning moment. So Kate stepped out for the Royal Charity Polo Cup wearing a gorgeous, in my opinion, cornflower blue and white Beulah London dress. Ivanka wore it on the 2020 campaign trail. I keep getting in my news feed these like side by sides of Ivanka and Kate and I just don't really like it. Yeah, that's not a parallel I want to see. Yeah. A high though that day was, I will sneak this in, the high of that day was this wonderful kind of mirror image of Charles and Diana kissing when Kate and William kissed for the trophy. So that was really sweet. Yeah, I like that. And I also love seeing Kate with the champagne. It's like her at her relaxed, her relaxed Yeah, most relaxed self for sure. So Milo is this vampire's wife news, which I think as of today has been saved, resolved, settled. But basically last Mm. week it was reported that they were almost facing liquidation due to tax debts. They reached a debt settlement this week with their investors. But I guess the pandemic losses for that brand were so severe because everyone was, in fact, locked down. So they weren't getting the Falconetti dress and wearing sparkles out, not needing it over Zoom. Anyways, I'm happy to hear that I think that they're going to be fine. Their profits and revenue is through the roof, of course, thanks to so many celeb and royal fans. Um, this is also a side note. I didn't realize that Susie Cave is the founder and I was uh, waiting the for wife you to say this because Nick Cave. I know you have a Nick Cave story. <laughs> I just was laughing because I went to a Nick Cave concert and embarrassed myself because it was like we were front row center. And I I went in with my husband being like, no, 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 this is the best musician you're ever going to see. And then like something basically, long story short, a music stand flew across the stage. People, It was just not my vibe. I ended up being like, I'm going to let you enjoy this moment and have fun at the concert. And I'm going to go sit at the diner next door and read a Nora Ephron book. And that was my vibe. <laughs> Wait, was it too hardcore? Like, was it too? It was rock- way too hardcore. Way too hardcore for me. Like, it was actually like the music stand was tangled in a cord, and it was oh. this really intense song, and it whipped across the stage and knocked one of the band members, or not band <gasps> members, but a roadie, unconscious. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I gotta get out of here. I can't do this. <laughs> oh no. Okay, I'm kind well. of G-rated. I'm like a Celine Dion person. <laughs> That's I my jam. Nick, I love your Nick Cave story. I forgot about it. But I was like, no, as soon as I saw that then, name. I remember. I feel like I went into work and told the whole thing. Yeah. My high is 
Of course, Daddy James Middleton. James and Elise are pregnant. They stepped out a couple days later at Wimbledon together. She looked so, so amazing in a green dress. I don't know the brand name. The announcement, of course, was so sweet and it involved dogs. And I feel like I knew this was coming. Back in March, James captioned his photo for Mother's Day to all the moms out there and just... I don't know. Maybe there was like a winking face. I just feel like I knew this was coming, but I'm so happy for them. The baby is expected by the end of the year. So the Middletons must be overjoyed. Definitely something to look forward to this year. More cousins, as we talked about. Yes. All right. My high, I'm just going to say it the little bit pics of Harry and Meghan and Archie, who was concealed. You couldn't see him because of crowds uh, on the 4th of July. I feel like this shouldn't be a high because I kind of don't want to see the kids. I, I respect their right to privacy, but I don't think these were paparazzi shots. Do you agree? I, it looks like it's an onlooker, but I just saw recently something about Harry might be going after US tabloids now for litigation over these. I don't know. I'm so torn too because. She looks darling in those oh my gosh. high socks That's my I, high. and the pigtails. I know. She just has the royal aesthetic. She had like the Doan dress with the Peter Pan collar, white socks, red shoes. Very on brand for the 4th of July, red, white, and blue. But I just, she looks like a little royal kid in the Let's crowds. just disconnect the context from the phone. Yes. Just so say that cute. she is so adorable. So cute. Just a reminder, before we close, please leave us a royal review. We've gotten so many good ones recently, and we love, love, love to hear more and close out the summer on a high note. This one is from Modern Boca Mom, five stars. She says, this is my go-to royal podcast. I discovered it during the pandemic and have officially been transformed into a devoted Roro who looks forward to a new episode each week. I truly enjoy listening to Roberta and Rachel break down the royal headlines in more detail while also discussing additional news that I was completely unaware of. The interview gets that they are able to host on the podcast are impressive and interesting. Keep up the great work and God save the pod. Thank you so much for those kind words. We're hoping to continue to bring you the royal news each week and definitely some more great interviews on tap. Yes, for sure. Reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. I guess it should add threads in there as well. And till next week, God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.